0: Hello everybody and welcome to Unstuffing Our Story with me, Catrice Horsley. This week I'm interviewing the amazing creative entrepreneur Sandra Carter aka Apples Sandra. We're discussing Dyslexia. We're discussing relationships, power, and what it is to work with young people who have been told a negative story about themselves and their superpowers, as Sandra likes to call particular neurodiverse abilities, something that people might call disabilities. So enough of me talking. Let's start with interviewing Sandra Carter. Sandra Carter, to unstuffing our story. I am incredibly excited and honoured to have you on the show. And I know that we've already chatted for ten minutes about the fact that Joe Biden has become the president-elect of the state. So we're on a slight high. Yes. And you did say that you had a glass of prosecco next. Yes, I have. (laughs) I I just want to
1: say thank you, Catrice, for inviting me on your show. And yes, it's a a celebrative time. So yes. Yeah,
0: I'm so filled with hope. Yes, I think it is a hopeful time. Yes. So, um, I wanted to start off the interview. I've got the biggest smile on my face. It's actually <laughs> <laughs> just because
1: I can. Just yeah, know. that's lovely. Uh, it's lovely.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I relish it. I really relish it. And I, as I say, I'm really thankful that you agreed yeah. to come on. It's brilliant. Yeah. So, um, just for the people who are listening, I usually invite the guests to kind of give a. A little story about themselves what's your story um and you could put it into a a kind of almost a theme is it a rags to riches story Mm -hmm. is it a overcoming the monsters a quest a a voyage and a return Mm -hmm. so do you want to share with the listeners what your story is how you see your story
1: right i would say it is overcoming Uh, and Mm. i can go back from childhood um and mine will take a journey through, um, I'd say, the creative realm and Mm. um, not understanding that I now am known as a neurodiverse person, meaning that dyslexia is a part of a collective of neuro um, superpowers, you could say. So Mm. from childhood, I had this vast mind and I was really creative in all different areas. My mum was a seamstress, so she taught me how to sew. Uh, My dad was like um, a gardener, carpenter, griot. So he told me stories. So my mind was full of so much things. And um, Mm. as I grew up in life, I I faced a lot of, I'd say, negative and challenging areas, you know, getting bullied or teased and especially teased around my skills, um, as in like reading and writing sort of thing. Mm. And what I, I, I kind of found peace in being creative And mm. that's where my ideas and everything else started to um, flurry And over those times I continued working and working in the creative areas And I found that the more I became creative Is the more that people had an attitude with me And I didn't really understand that um interesting yeah and um, I was just falling in love with everything creative I I paint I draw I wrote I taught dance uh, I uh, I basically supported others in those areas and it just continued in different elements I couldn't understand like why people got an issue with me being fully me Mm. and Mm. you know I, I learned different areas of the creative aspects from sound engineering I went to college um, and then I went to university for fashion I went to university to learn about um, business enterprise and creative industries so I learned different areas and fields and uh, when I became more focused in um, Mm. in more of the creative aspect I started to realize how that I had a a difficulty and um, yes that what happened with me on the journey of me learning about myself. Number one, um, ex-partners was very um, jealous of my creativity and I couldn't work out what uh. it was, which is very soul-destroying, trying to figure out mm. who you are. Mm. Um, mm. And then when I went to university in 2010 is when I found out that I mm. had dyslexia, uh, which is very late because I was in my 40s when I found out I had dyslexia. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, okay, yeah. And. It was, you know, at times it can be very embarrassing around people when they're saying things, and then you can't interpret what it is sometimes, or if somebody's reading something, yeah. or someone will use um, a more um, diverse array of words in in a conversation, mm-hmm. and you you're, you're trying to figure things mm-hmm. out. So it was very difficult in the areas, but I didn't use you. I didn't make it become something that was negative in the end. I just continued mm-hmm. moving forward. And Mm. if I can go jumping back in time, I'm a fantasy sci-fi geek. I love anime, manga, um, everything you can think of, DC, Marvel, the whole lot. And my brothers used to have Mm. comics and um, I used to love reading them. I I was in love with the She-Hulk and I was in love with um, Storm. And um, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I used to read them, but because I couldn't understand all the words because of my um, neurodiversity, I used to make my own stories. So that's where my storytelling oh, started to come from. Ah. Um, and then my father used to tell me old, great old stories of Jamaica, yeah. talk about Duppy, yeah. and Duppy means ghosts in, uh, in, in Caribbean terms. Yeah. He'd talk about Duppy stories and, and Nancy the Spider. Um, he'd tell yeah. me about the poems yeah. of Louise Bennett, and he just enriched mm. my mind with different things as well as music. So, as much as I had a challenge in one breath, I had a very magical time as well
0: I love the fact that you went from being dyslexic and you, obviously you still yes. are dyslexic but into becoming yes, an author that's right. you know and what a vision and what a, a story of possibility that offers for other people who are profoundly dyslexic in different ways, because I know that there are different ways of being dyslexic. My brother was very badly dyslexic. He was diagnosed when he, I mean, it was late for a boy because he was about 18, Mm -hmm. 19, and he'd gone to special educational centres and been basically told... Mm -hmm that he wasn't very intelligent and it was nothing right, to do with yeah. that. It was to do with the mm-hmm. dyslexia. And then these teachers who were telling him that, you know, he wasn't doing too well and he wasn't that bright were then saying to him, could you like come and fix this for me? Because if he could hold something mm-hmm. in his hands, it didn't matter what it was, whether it was a yeah. radio, an engine, a piece of mm-hmm. clay, he would put it together so that it worked or something new was created from it. That was amazing. So, I like the fact nowadays ah. that we have this concept of neurodiversity. Yeah, yeah. I like that there's not one way of being, there's not one way That's of right. thinking, and there's not one story connected to um, Exactly.
1: Intelligence. There's a, a video that I saw yeah. of um, a young guy. He was tapping away in school and it used to disrupt all the class. And it wasn't it wasn't until this brilliant teacher um, called him out after school and um, he said, you're going to tell me off more or less about tapping, tapping the um, table. But he that was his mm. part of his new diverse um, skills that he didn't know that uh, he was doing it. It was just a norm to him. And the teacher mm. gave mm. him two sticks. He said, whatever you're doing, you, you're a drummer. <gasps> And he went, in, he went into <laughs> drumming and he's like a famous drummer now. He, he drums for different um, superstars and, and things like that. So right. it's like being yeah. able to yeah. tune and find out what skill is behind what they class as um, a disability, which we now know we say, I think it's a superpower. Yeah. For me, yeah. it was writing. Yeah. I love yeah. different areas of writing. And it's funny, today was the last day that I had last year when I was formatting my book for the first time, this was the last day when it was going to be prepared, ready to be published, so it's kind of like um, an anniversary. For me being (laughs) dyslexic writing, um, I love fantasy and um, I was able, while the world was um, teasing me and bullying me about my disability, in my fantasy world I could fly, I could do anything And um, producing stories of that nature enabled me to overcome my dyslexia in a whole different level. Mm, Um, mm, The thing is about mm, being mm. um, dyslexic, having a neurodiverse um, challenge, um, is that Mm. you um, are in a place where you become fearful of words. And one thing, like I do a lot of Mm. motivational speaking to young people, and I just say to the parents and the children, start falling in love with words and don't be frightened of words. Them. Um, as a dyslexic, mm. you're frightened of mm. the word because it just taunts you if you can't pronounce them properly or you haven't got the right pronunciation of something that's a bit difficult. So then, you're, then you'll stop yeah. yourself. Yeah. So me writing um, Keturah, mm. um, the name of my book is called Keturah, The Autumn Scrolls of Light, Part One, The Separation. Mm. Me writing that book allowed me to really explore language without any fears mm. or without any um, limitations. And right. what I found, I was, I've been writing the book over six years, but the idea started oh, way back when I was in a rap crew. I freestyled the idea and I put it down on tape and I, I never did anything with it. And by writing the book, I was able to fall in love with words and I made up my, my own yeah. words. yeah. And Mm. it just allowed me to explore. So I actually, yeah, I I used to not only celebrate the fact that um, a black woman can be a shero, but there's a very diverse mix in the the story as you're, you know, once you read it, you'll start seeing it Mm. fade out because it's a very multicultural Mm. domain. Mm. Um, But the main protagonist Mm. eventually will be a a young black woman. And it was important for me to write that narrative because I didn't see it. Because yes, it's not yes. written
0: that often. And exactly. Yes.
1: Especially in the exactly. sci-fi yeah. world. And
0: yeah. I, that was the yeah. reason
1: why the freestyle came about. Because I was just freestyling in my teens. And then I was just freestyling about this chick katora <laughs> And I had no idea that it would just come to what it is now. And, um, yeah, I just... I've just used the book now to just let people know you can write, you can do anything else. And if you have um, anything that they think is a disability, like neurodiversity, you can overcome that too with the right help. Because I had support to help me along the way.
0: Yeah. I'm just, um, I'm thinking you're talking about freestyle and some of the listeners, and we've got over 20 countries, uh, now kind of being represented as the listenership and perhaps some people might not know the term freestyle
1: so do you just want to yeah sure sure um i'm a bit rusty to freestyle to actually demonstrate it with you all um but (laughs) but, but, um basically what freestyling is is completely letting go of how you are thinking and anything that comes to your head you will just let go and say You'd rhyme those words. And um, what freestyling looks like is you're able to tell a story without even writing it down. You're able to describe something and invite the listener onto a journey without you writing it down. So it's a free spoken Mm. word, Mm. per se, in the form Mm. of freestyling. Right, yeah.
0: So, Sandra... One of the questions I ask is, was there ever a time in your story, in your life, that you felt it wasn't your story, that you were somehow living somebody else's story? And what did you do about it? And I'm just thinking of what you said about you created Keturah, and you created the words, and you Uh created the world. And you've also spoken about, you know, people... Giving you a hard time, and this idea of feeling mm-hmm. being bullied and feeling a little mm-hmm. bit outside of some of those social mm-hmm. norms, whatever that means, and so you actually, in some ways, thought, "Well, if I don't feel that I belong in this world, I'm just going to go and create right. my own world."
1: Well, yeah, I mean, what mm.
0: an amazing and
1: feat. Um, anyway, music was another outlet for me. Well, I'd say the creative mm. arts. um So. If someone yeah, yeah. didn't really value what I had to offer, I would offer myself to creativity and just um, mm. engulf myself in the beauty of creativity, whatever form it was, because mm. creatives mm. tend to love each other. And, yeah, yes, reasons, I love you too. Many other reasons, but yes. <laughs> Phenomenal poet, um, griot, everything, everything. So I just have to share that yeah. with the listeners. Phenomenal, yeah. beautiful woman. Beautiful soul, beautiful soul. I was, I was enchanted <laughs> like a is. child, watching watching her do her peace. Oh, right, sorry, I will get back to where I was. Sorry. I was able to make my own world and make my own rules within this world we live in. Mm. And I think I kind of mm. live like that mm. now. And um, it's, a, it's a very beautiful place. Yes, it can be safe, but it's quite exciting as well. And as much as I had yeah. challenges, yeah. I had some phenomenal people in my life along the journey as well and continual. let me stop
0: you there then because the other thing that I wanted to ask you was in your quest mm-hmm. to become who you are now mm-hmm. this phenomenal woman who were your helpers and what right. gifts did they give you and who were the kind of beasts that you had to either take uh-huh. to become your friends or you had to right. defeat so who were those helpers mm-hmm. on your journey? And who were
1: the beasts that you okay. had to defeat um, or tame? Going backwards, I would say my mum and dad, how they allowed me mm. to explore creativity in my own unique way. And mm. everything I wanted to do, I said, I'm going to do fashion. I'm going to go and do general art and design. That's architecture. I'm going to go and do this. Like, okay, 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 okay. And so they allowed me to explore <laughs> that. Um, I would say my youth teachers, Jan and Gary, Henroy. Um, they allowed me to explore my creativity in youth club, setting up fashion shows, mm. working with the other young people, um, working and representing the UK in delegated events at Strasbourg. They allowed me to really step forward. In um, like they saw me, mm. and sometimes mm. they all, you know that saying is sometimes right. you don't see yourself. It's like the Johari's window where you see yourself, but other people see yeah. you a different way as well. So. Um, And they came from every background, white, Indian um, and black. So I was always surrounded with a diverse array of people that always wanted me to do better. Mm. Um, And then I would say friends Mm. and family continued supporting me, Mm. even when I didn't believe in myself in um, certain areas. Uh, And and most of Mm. all for myself is my faith, God. Um, And I believe for myself, it was when I'm on my own, it was encouragement and um, when i was together it was mm. encouragement so it was um, a link with all of those elements mm. that enabled me to pursue uh, and to build the confidence yeah. and backbone that i have today that's still mm. growing it's still growing it's never ending
0: yeah my uh, grandmother used to say never have a wishbone that's right backbone should be so yeah. don't wish for it to happen make it happen Some people who have uh, dyslexia uh-huh. and who are neurodiverse might, because of the stories uh-huh. that they've heard about themselves and their uh-huh. um, superpower, they might regard their superpower actually mm. as a beast, as something that is shameful aspect yeah. that they have to get rid of but you've actually yeah, yeah. welcomed that tamed it and that, yeah so is there anything else that you think you know any mm. beasts monsters that you had to I, defeat I would or tame? Just, just,
1: just touch on the one with um, dyslexia first is that like I'm, I'm the first to announce that I'm dyslexic in a room or an event or um in a workshop I'll take yeah. the power away from it and mm. I've I've taught other young people yes. Yeah, you own it. You, you own it own it. Yeah, you and, own um, it yeah. Owe you. and it doesn't And if I'm writing on a board you, you and they go, it. Oh Sam, you yeah. spelled that back, because I go, Well, how do you spell it? And then and then then and it was like there's no disrespect or uh, embarrassment. That's like young people, yeah. Oh, you spelled that wrong when you're writing that, or statistic or whatever. So it's mm. taking the power away from me. and um mm. I would just say um control um the opposite sex. Oh I'm heterosexual God. and I find, yeah. like I was saying earlier, over life and time, I've realized that I have to be very aware of the people that are in my life because you could be a very um, creative person. But other people don't understand that or they're intimidated by it or mm. they won't yet yeah, threatened yeah, by it or they, they don't want to celebrate it with you. And um, that Mm. was the beast. Mm. I think that was a very big monster, Mm. actually, to be Mm. honest, in my life. Mm. But I really wouldn't say like cut the head off it, cut the head off this beast. No, I was able to um, (laughs) feed it it differently. Right, okay, nice. Because it's about understanding and having awareness that this individual is in their own space of growth. But unfortunately... Their growth is Absolutely. rubbing against yours. And if they don't see yeah. your gifts as something beautiful, as you see theirs, then you, you can walk away, but you walk away with grace. So my, my, the, the, how I tamed that mm. beast mm. is um, I fed it different food. And like you said, I walked away, and it wasn't walking away with pain and sorrow. It was walking away with love, because no. if, you, if you're stuck mm. in, uh, in the past somewhere with whatever challenges or... Anything that's pop, yeah. it owns you it you owns know? you. There's one thing mm. I want to say yeah. to the audience. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if Catrice will remember this, but um, many years ago, I was engaged <laughs> and it didn't work out, and um, I was in a very, very uh, odd place, and Catrice yeah. said to me, she said, "You're going to have to be strong enough to love again and strong enough mm. to be vulnerable?" And I was like, okay I, I don't feel that yet <laughs> right." But, but um, I was like, yeah. 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 And, you know, those words allowed me to, um, what's the word, to be kinder to the process of understanding mm. myself through that mm. situation
0: because if you if you can't do that it, it's somehow that that person still has ownership over you if you're still carrying the hatred if you're oh. even if you're going into your life and saying i'm doing this yeah to show yeah you yeah, you, yeah then you're still doing that right. in relation to that person rather than i'm doing this because That's i right. love doing it that should be your incentive i'm totally doing this agree. to feed myself and i do think that there are there are People, as Mm -hmm. you say, who are on their journey and they Mm -hmm. are threatened and so they minimize people to make themselves more comfortable because they are threatened by the vastness and the energy of some. And I also think that, you know, I've been thinking about the stories that I live in, and that's the whole point of this podcast, is what stories have I been fed right. without me even being conscious of it? And I was thinking of mm-hmm. like the trans community, and I, as a, a kid, always felt a bit mm-hmm. weird with trans women. It was like, oh, mm-hmm. they're a bit strange, they're a bit, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it was like a gut reaction. But there was a documentary mm-hmm. about representation of trans community, and it, they were talking about, you know, the only way that trans women particularly were represented there were serial killers. Or like some weird freakazoid, have to dress Mm -hmm. up in their mommy's clothes type people. And as I watched that documentary, I was like, ah, now I understand Mm -hmm. why I have that feeling. And it's not to do with me per se. It's to do with the information and the story I was fed. And now that I have an alternate story, now I have a truthful story from Mm -hmm. the mouths of the people Mm -hmm. who should be telling it. Now I can go, okay, yeah, absolutely, that feeling's gone. So there's something we're beholden to educate ourselves in the yes. areas of our
1: discomfort. Yes, totally.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that kind of going back to relationships, when I look at men who have been in my lives who have been uh, mm-hmm. tried to disempower yeah. because they're uncomfortable, I also have to think of what story have you heard mm-hmm. about yeah. what it is to be a man? Yeah, And what pressure are you under as well? I mean, their journey, yeah. their yeah. responsibility, but, you know, it gives me a, a, yeah. a doorway. Yeah, that's in why I was
1: able to kind of address it in a different, like a lot yeah. of my girlfriends yeah. and friends are like, mm. how you mm. look at things, it's just like, not remarkable, like, oh my gosh, this is amazing, but it's just, I don't know how you can do that sometimes when you're in certain scenarios, because it's. I think it's important mm. that you allow mm. yourself to disconnect from you Um, and look at someone else in that moment and that's an empowering thing because Mm. then you realize Mm. that that's a human being too and they have mess ups and hiccups and problems too you may be in a place of Mm. growth and understanding of self because you've done your homework on yourself and maybe they haven't yet Mm. so you have a choice whether to entertain it yeah bless it or move on Mm. so that, that's the thing. That's the thing. Where, and that allows yeah, you to yeah. really live a more fulfilled life then.
0: And I actually think that in some ways, if you've had to face hardship, prejudice, um, sexism, mm-hmm. misogyny, whatever it is that has been thrown at you, you are forced in some ways to to have to grow or to have to deal mm-hmm. with certain questions And I think men have been forced into the fear that a lot of women have been forced into. Um, They haven't felt that fear Mm. walking down the road or... So we have to delve into mm, that.
1: I I do believe men do walk with fear. They walk with fear because, Mm. say, if there's a tall guy, whether he's black, white, Indian, Chinese, and there's a woman, his fear is, I don't want her to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, And, and like, them going into a lift. Yeah. I don't want her to feel uncomfortable. So, if, if mm. they're a man that has integrity and an understanding um, of values, he will walk around with that fear as well in some elements. Um, yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: It, it's, um, I don't believe in balance. Yeah. I believe in harmony. That's my thing because I think balance is like mm. quite rigid. Mm. If something's balanced, but harmony, harmony moves with it. So we have, to, and it's more you fluid. Know, we Isn't have it have to harmony. be more harmetic. Har- yeah, har- yeah. I made up yeah. a word.
0: Um, I with, like uh, harm- males let's and females,
1: have it. <laughs> and, and and have that awareness of um, mm. that. As much as we feel mm. one thing one way, mm. they feel it, but it might be mm. in a different dress or a different outfit or a different yeah. cult. You know.
0: I love what you've just said about balance and harmony, uh, because balance is almost the kind mm-hmm. of. Um, binary thing you mm-hmm. go one side I'll go another and we'll balance it out and there has to be the same amount there and the same amount here and we'll balance it out whereas harmony yes. and being harmonious together is all about that fluidity and constant movement yeah. and not binary yeah. you're right yeah I'm wrong you're black I'm white you're this that's you're right that. because we are layered how we are mm, layered how amazing stories. are we, we are how amazing are, are
1: we and yeah and, and to put us in that position, that's quite rigid rigid you know um the mm. the, the world is, is mm. harmonious, it's proven it its own way, right. yeah. and we're, yeah. we do the same, but yeah. unfortunately, mm. as human beings we, we we tend mm. to try and live in this place of perfection, where I like the quotes I mean perfectly perfect and and I, I will live with that, so um yes, I do my yeah. best to stay in that rhythm yeah. in-
0: So, Sandra, you've mentioned your book and um, you've told us a little bit about it. But would you like to tell us more and perhaps tell us where you can get it
1: from? I will put a link on the um, Instagram Great. page well, that we have on um, Stuffing the Our book Story. It took me six years to write. It's set in a solar system called Violin. Um, and um, the back line of the story is two mm. frequencies hit this planet called Kimi that changed the DNA and the land at the same time, the DNA of whom the the people and the land at the same time. And through the stories and histories, it was said that through these frequencies was the ability to be able to unlock it. And by the powers of the elders, it was said that through scrolls, it was written how to unlock this, but only through the powers of a child or some pure children could unlock the power. Other people wanted to possess the power for their own good. But it right. always not what it seems what the power was is not mm. what people will realize what it is you can find the book on amazon okay. or you can follow the link which is www.k-e-w-t-o-r-a-h.com mm. that's couture.com and um yeah it, it's been an amazing mm. journey thus far and i'm excited about the next step So
0: with your neurodiverse superpowers, what advice would you give to other people? And they don't have to be people who are neurodiverse, Mm. but perhaps people who know people who
1: are neurodiverse. I I would say um, listen and ask questions in regards to if you know someone like that, listen. Um, And if you are the person that's going through yourself, don't be frightened to share that you're going through a difficulty. It's important to share it with the right mm. people. That's, that's for, for one. And it empowers you by sharing mm. that. Um, another thing I would say is to be kind to yourself
0: mm. in the
1: midst of getting to know your abilities mm. and don't be frightened to experiment. Mm. Um, don't be frightened of fear, as they say. Mm. Um, uh, you know, fear is false energies appearing mm. real. Yeah. Um, and don't be upset about failure as human beings we have to fall down in order to understand what it's like to stand up so
0: sandra I have a small okay. list of quick-fire questions I will do my you, best. There isn't really any pressure at all. Um, so the first one is, what was your favourite
1: story wow. as a child? Wow, my favourite story as a child, I would say, was Lord of the Rings. Um, but going back further, it would be like Hansel and Gretel and Brothers Grimm. Those are my favourite stories. <gasps> I think it was about overcoming. I loved how they... They problem-solved and got through different Mm. things and was able to find the courage in themselves. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Okay,
0: second question, Uh and I want you to finish this sentence. Creating our own lived stories requires...
1: Space, silence, and freedom. Space. Oh, I love that. Space, silence and freedom. Okay, what sustains you? I would say my faith sustains me um, because Mm. it lets me always understand that it's about serving other people, too. Um, So no matter where I am in my life, Mm. um, it's important to know that what I do can affect somebody else's life. So I'd say that.
0: Mm, I love that um what movies or books or series on tv documentaries would you
1: recommend to our listeners I watched Strong the other day actually uh, yeah it's about it's about Mind Over Matter my, my friend invited oh. me to watch it the other night and I finished watching it funny enough this morning um mm. yeah so it's interesting it is a game mm. um and it's about challenges and stuff but You start realizing about your own inner strength, and um, I want to get fitter in regards to my own health and well-being, especially in this climate. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So they can check that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Strong. Netflix is on Netflix. Um, Netflix.
0: Strong. Okay, I might have a look at that as well. And then this is the last one. What is the most important story that
1: we should be carrying right now? Good question. Um, What is the Thank you. That. that we have the power to change ourselves to be an echo to help other people to find the change within themselves.
0: Oh, I love that we can be an echo to help the yeah. others to find the change within themselves. I love that. It it's all, it reminds me of like bats need to yeah. send out that sonic yeah. sound in order to hear it yeah. bounce back in order to know where they are and it's like yeah. we need to hear those echoes back from people to give us a sense of uh outline yeah. And, yeah. Our, and we have to choose the right people you know as one of the things that I found on lockdown is I'm missing mm. the me that I am yeah. with my friends I'm missing my friends. I get that. But I'm missing yeah, I get me that, that
1: yeah. I am with those friends.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. My biggest thing Love is, that. is to say to the listeners, is to be kind to yourself and see your life journey as a beautiful, blessed gift and an adventure of experience um, mm. that's enriched by sharing it with other mm. people. And then how that's enriched again is by you sharing the gift that you have I have a firm belief that everybody's been blessed with specific gifts and it's them and only them Mm. that can Mm. execute this gift um, the way in which it will affect the world on a positive level. Um, So that's my thing with everyone. I think everybody's been blessed with something. Sandra
0: (laughs) Carter. Sandra Carter. I I want to...
1: Thank you for sharing your blessed thank gift you Catrice. Thank you. With I felt quite teary with I've joy. It was lovely I talking love with you. Yeah, yeah, thank, you so much, I, I thank, thank you so much, Catrice. It's been lovely. And so so thank so you. Too. Have a blessed yeah. weekend yeah. Okay. as well. Oh,
0: thank
1: you. All right, you. And bye, thank bye Catrice. You. Bye. Huge
0: hug. You too, my
1: darling. <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Unstuffing Our Story with me, Catrice Horsley, and our special guest, who was Sandra Carter. The next episode, which will be out in two weeks, will just feature little old me, because every third episode of the podcast will be me taking the threads of knowledge that each of the guests has left us with and trying to weave them into some meaning for us all who are listening, some kind of woven hammock of security and understanding that will help us sustain ourselves through this time of uncertainty. And in each of those podcasts, I'll be linking back to some old stories and myths that were around thousands of years ago. Because one of the things that I feel we often think is that this has never happened before and we don't have the tools to deal with this time and this situation. But by going back in time, by following the thread of story, back thousands of years, we will find out that indeed these situations have occurred before, and we have got through them. Humans have got through them. So join me in two weeks' time on Unstuffing Our Story, where we start to weave together the threads of knowledge that we have received from Anthony Anaxaguru and Sandra Carter. Remember, follow us on our Instagram page of the same name, Unstuffing Our Story. Until then, be healthy, hale and hearty. Bye bye for now.